What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the podcast. It's all about Dunwoody, Georgia. Matt Weber, I'm your host. Here with Brent Walker, who's the head of the Parks Department. Um, show is brought to you by Village Orthodontics and Dr. Brett Friedman, who is the best orthodontics in town. Now that it's summertime, get your kids' teeth started to get fixed before, um, you know, while they can get used to it over the summer and then go back to school with some nice braces. Um, Brent, all right, man. Um, You've been on the show multiple times in the past. It's been a while. We've never done this video style. But, um, yeah, what do you want to talk about today? We kind of go over some of the parks. We go over some of the events that you do. Yeah. yeah what, we've what's got... hip in Dunwoody in the park system right now? <laughs> well, the parks department, of course. I mean, we are, parks department. We are the only parks department in town. So, <laughs> um, but we've How got many people great... do you have now? I remember when we, when we started, it was just you. Yeah, when we had the first podcast, it, you were you were the parks department. Yeah, it was me running around, you know, trying to cut grass and clean bathrooms. Um, there are uh, <laughs> six staff now besides me, so I have uh, a full programming staff: um, Rachel Waldron, Kate Borden, Andrea Perez for our special events and classes and uh, rentals, and then Gabe Nepps, Ed J. Beck de Blasi, and David Alexander are our park operations team that do all the maintenance and upkeep, keep the parks clean, keep the grass cut. So, yeah, it's nice having staff. It's nice to be able to forward an email, pick up the phone, and say, hey, can you go check this out? Um, instead of me having to run yeah. all over the city. So, um, But the parks department's grown. You know, we've, we've added about 45 acres since we first took over the parks in 2010 from DeKalb. Um, certainly we have the two new properties at Homecoming Park, which was just named over on Vermack Road and the property at Robert's Drive. It's a good name. Yeah. Yeah. I think it fits. I mean, you like fits. Homecoming? Yeah. You know, it's, it's very Dunwoody. You know, we, the Dunwoody prides itself and it's in the community network it has with the school system and things like that. Those high schools right down the street. So it makes sense for that area. And, um, you know, we want we want the parks to be named by the community, we, and that's the name. That's where the name came from. It came from a resident, so it's kind of cool when when someone gets to to have that kind of legacy for for themselves to be able to name that park. So um, we're excited to name yeah. Roberts. We're hoping in June we're going to be bringing some more names to council uh, to put a name on that piece of property, um, and hopefully someday soon we'll get to start building all the amenities there. They're both of the parks are master plan. Uh, they're both adopted master plans with council. So it's just a matter of finding the funding and, and moving forward with those construction projects. So, but good stuff. Um, yeah. You know, that Roberts, there's more athletic fields. There's splash pads, playgrounds, trails, all the things that you see at Brook Run and some of our other parks. At Roberts, there's, I mean, at Homecoming Park, there's going to be a, uh, we're going to approach the playground there as an adaptive a playground, fully accessible, uh, ADA, uh, with a um, focus towards children with autism. So we want to make sure that we're doing what we can for that community uh, and people with special needs. So we're, we're going to do a lot of uh, community input and focus on, on that design for that community. So it's going to be something special uh, in that piece of property. but. But yeah, we got lots going on. You know, we just kicked off summer this past Saturday. We had Kids to Parks Day at Brook Run. Bridges. Well, but the weekend before, yeah, or two weekends before, we did the the ribbon cutting for two bridges, and had a huge crowd out there for the splash pad and playground. 
so that park is jam-packed every day. People are loving the splash pad over there. And if your listeners don't know where it is, it is in Perimeter Area, right off Perimeter Center East, uh, 50 Perimeter Center East, which is um, Perimeter Center is kind of the loop road. Perimeter Center East is the loop road across the street from the mall. Uh, if you just take that road, you'll see the park sign. So that park is great. And that was... That was kind of the only area that didn't have a park. That was kind of the only area that didn't have a park in the past. Yeah, that's right. We um, we were fortunate enough that when we took over the parks from DeKalb County, they had an acre and a half parcel over in that area. And so we, we got it from DeKalb, okay. and then we were able to buy another acre and a half. It was an old maintenance facility for the, the um, office spaces that were around there back in the 70s. And then uh, we had another two and a half acres, two acres donated by the Townsend townhome development. They couldn't build on it, so they just donated the, the creek stream wave to us. So we actually have five acres of parkland in perimeter, which is probably the most expensive piece of property we own. That's hard to find. <laughs> it's not yeah. cheap in perimeter. So the fact that we have the ability to build a park in there is awesome. And um, so. The park sits on about an acre and a half, two acres of that five acres. Um, you know, we're going to leave the rest of it as a, as a kind of a nature preserve a stream area. But uh, it's, it's awesome. It's got an 8,000 square foot playground, uh, about a 30 foot wide splash pad, uh, a fitness yard where people, if they're running the trail, exercising, they can stop there uh, and get an exercise break. But it's just a great little you know community park. and. The perimeter is our densest population area. So now we're finally able to provide that park service to all the families that live in the condominiums and, and, and townhomes and apartments all around perimeter. It's, it's, it's been really awesome to see the families coming out of those uh, apartments, enjoying the, the new amenities in that park for them. It's, they were kind of circling as we were constructing it. Yeah. We would see strollers. Just kind of circling, seeing every day you know, where we were, how much longer we were going to be, could they get on the playground. So it's been awesome to, to be able to provide that for those families. So Yeah, it seems like that's where a lot of the work is with the, uh, the sidewalks recently is in that with that hotel motel tax money going to that area. I mean, going yeah. up and down Ashford Dunwoody, it's easy to walk there from pretty much anywhere in that area. Yeah, and we're we are wrapping up some um, stuff with the the mall to be able to start building that trail along Ashford Dunwoody. The Public Works Department has funding to build a a path basically along the frontage of the mall uh, all the way through the perimeter area up towards Mount Vernon. So it's going to just continue to get more walkable, and uh, with the new restaurants that are now pushing out towards Ashford Dunwoody. Uh, you know that area is just going to keep growing and, and becoming more and more enjoyable for not just to go to the mall and then go home but be able to go there and spend the evening have dinner hang out uh, be connected to parks and and all the things that Dunwoody would like to see in their community so it's it's cool to see all that start happening after planning and planning and planning for years yeah. it's it's cool to see it actually right coming out of the ground well but, it's uh, funny because when you live when you live in Dunwoody you don't think of the mall area as Dunwoody but when you live, like I grew up in Gwinnett, and when you think of Dunwoody, you only think of that, you know, perimeter mall area. 
So it's nice to see that, you know, be our, our showpiece kind of when people come to the area. Everybody yeah. knows where Perimeter Mall is from all over the city. Right. Yeah, it's a big draw. So you know, a lot of people that come into the Atlanta metro area, uh, even if they're not here for business in Dunwoody, they'll stay in Dunwoody because it's an easy jump on Marta to right. go downtown, to go to meetings. To, instead of fighting traffic and trying to park downtown, you can stay in a nice hotel and have the amenities um all around you, nice restaurants, place to walk, now a new park to be able to, to enjoy while you're in town and then not have to deal with Atlanta, you know, downtown, but still be able to make your meetings right. and do all that kind of stuff. So it's a great hub for, for hey, bringing kids into there. town, having that splash pad within walking yep. distance. I mean, that's great. Yeah. Um, all right. So what's happening at, at we've, we've talked about uh, Roberts and Vermac and I, I guess like all of this is planned. It's just going to take a long time to do. You want to, you want to talk about the bond? Can we talk about the bond sure. at all? Yeah. So the, that, that would speed up the whole process. That's right. So the the bond discussion uh, vote is on the agenda tonight at the city council meeting um, for them to council to approve putting a bond referendum on a November ballot. And so that decision would be made by the residents. They would have the opportunity to decide how they want to move forward with parks and trail projects uh, when they go vote in November. And so the park projects we're looking at that bond with fund would be the build out of the Roberts Drive property, uh, Homecoming Park. There's a few extra amenities at Brook Run that still need to be built. We have some pavilions that need to be built, sand volleyball, uh, some bathrooms for the dog park and community garden, some smaller amenities, nothing big at Brook Run, but just some some extras that the park needs. Uh, and then the city is still dedicated to building some type of softball facility. Uh, we're going to host the Peachtree Girls Softball Program at Brook Run on one of the fields. We've done a softball overlay uh, for them to be able to utilize that one field for now. But it's still a shared space. And we really want to build that program yeah. up and be able to accommodate all ages and genders for softball. So we're still going to be looking for properties where that might fit. And then we still have a small park over uh, in Waterford that we need to finish. We've started building the park as a bathroom, as a pavilion, as tennis courts, but it's seven acres and we're only using about an acre of it right now. So there's a nature trail that needs to be built within the wooded area. There's a new playground that needs to be put in. So we want to finish those parks too. And all of that, uh, will happen eventually. You know, Brook Run took a long time to get done because we were saving the money over time to be able to realize that park uh, build out. But what the bond does is it gives us that money now, uh, after if it is approved, yeah. to get those things done within the next five years um, instead of waiting. Well, I think 10 what years. you've done, right, what you've done with Brook Run, I think, is you've proved to everybody in the city that if we give you money, you can do something cool with it. Cause I, yeah. I'm at Brook run all the time. And I mean, it's amazing. Like that facility, that soccer area and the amphitheater and stuff has absolutely changed everything about our family. I mean, we're there five nights a week and um, the amphitheater is awesome when you do the, the concerts and stuff. And I mean, it, it definitely added to the price of our home, you know, like the home values in our Dunway North area, but I mean, it's, it's, it really is a destination for the whole city. That's really cool. Yeah. And that's, and we want to, we want to continue to help that Dunwoody community spirit. 
and we want to give the community those spaces for that to happen. And you know, Dunwoody, mm. even before it was a city, was a very strong knit community. And a lot of that was kind of through the school system and school sports and things like that. And we want to be a partner in that. And we partner a lot with the school system to host uh, lacrosse, soccer, softball, uh, football, anything we can, um, because we know that's where a lot of the fabric comes from for the community. And we want to do that, but then we also want to take care of those families who either don't have kids in school yet or the folks that are retired and don't have kids at home that want somewhere passive to go walk, take their dog to the dog park. And to yeah. do all those things, you have to have that balance of park facilities. You want the athletic facilities, but you also want those quiet respite areas for people to go and relax. So to do that, we've got to be able to build out these properties and buy properties. Um, with only having 200 acres of parkland, it's, sometimes it gets tough being able to provide that opportunity that every individual wants in a park. Um, so having the yeah. bond in place would give us the opportunity to, to build those types of facilities quicker, as you said earlier. So um, we'll still do it. It's just going to, you know, it may be a while uh, to find the funding to do it over time. So, uh, it, well, hopefully it would it allow... It might not be you doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I've got a few more years. I've got a five-year-old, so I'm going to be working for a while still. Um, but, um, yeah. but, yeah, I would love to have them all built out before I retire. That would be awesome. I would love to leave that behind. So Yeah. But the cool thing well, about... I mean, we... I was going to say, the, the, the great thing about building new amenities is what happens after, you know, and like you mentioned in the amphitheater, and we, we concentrate a lot on the, the dollars to build the facilities, but the, the cool part to me is to see how we activate those spaces after they're built, and the fact that we're able to host graduations and uh, our concerts and, move, and like just all the programming that comes along with it, because... Dunwoody is definitely one of those places where if you build it, they will come. There's no lack of interest yeah. in programs and activities. And, you know, we've got great activities coming up this summer with our movies at Pernishaw Park the first weekend of every uh, month, you know, every the first Friday every month. And then our Grooving on the Green concert starts in June and goes through October. So, and before the amphitheater was built, we we did a little bit of it at Pernishaw. We bring in a stage and and host some concerts over there. But ever since we built that amphitheater, it has just exploded. And we get great crowds, there's awesome energy. Yeah. People are there with their kids playing, and they'll go out in the field and play soccer or whatever during the concert. It's just a really cool thing to see that space get activated and people using it the way we had kind of envisioned it always being. Um, so hopefully if, yeah. if the bomber realized it would it would allow for families that are in Dunwoody now to be able to have that opportunity while their kids are still there, while they're still young and can enjoy it. So, um, but again, yeah. it's up to the voters. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing that I, I think is really cool that a lot of people in Dunwoody, I always like to mention this because I think a lot of people don't realize it, that, um, you know, the nature center is owned by the city, but it's operated by a nonprofit. That's not you guys. And then the, um, you know, Rush Union runs the soccer fields. They're bought by the city, and then they're given to them to run it. Um, is that kind of how the softball fields would be as well? Yeah, so uh, we have... that far ahead. Yeah, we've got a lot of 
you know, program partners is what we like to call them, our recreation partners. Um, you mentioned the Nature Center, the only Nature Center, Rush Union, the only Senior Baseball, the only Preservation Trust, Sproul Center for the Arts, the Handweavers Guild, uh, you know, just goes yeah. on and on and on. And so what we do is we have usage agreements with them um, where they get to utilize our facility for their purpose or their programming. Uh, and they either pay us rent or they rent the fields during the time they use it. Like Rush Union pays us a, an hourly rate to run the program over there for us. And they provide an awesome soccer program uh, that I don't have I really to run. You know, I can't, I can't run a yeah. soccer program on top with six folks on top of everything else. So Neil and those guys do an yeah. awesome job. Um, and so, yeah, with softball, we have a lot of sports programs that come out of the uh, out of the school system. And uh, Peachtree just started a girls softball program last year. And they're, they're trying to squeeze in practice and games into the high school fields, along with JV and high school at that location. So it's just tough, you know, it just with them only having one field to utilize. So we've been working with them to provide them some space at Brook Run for practice and some games. But the idea would be, we want to be that community feeder program. So if, if your child is six years old and is interested in playing softball, we want to start that program with them when they're young. So before they get to middle school, they've already got a skill set. So they're going to be better players yeah. when they get to that middle school level. They want to play school. Great. Go for it. If not, I want to offer a rec opportunity for those kids to keep playing. I don't want anybody to feel like that they yeah. can't play because they're not good enough are not able to make the team uh, when they get on school or if they play select or something like that. So uh, parks departments are here for everybody. Yeah. And we want people to, the worst player on the on the field to have a great time doing it. And, um, you know, they, right. I want them to feel good about themselves playing that sport when they go home every day. So uh, that's where I hope we, we can build a program, uh, much like Rush Union, where we have soccer programs from – tiny little guys all the way up and up to adults so that you can always find a, a, a place to feel good about playing that sport. Um, but yeah, it's just going to take some. Yeah. Uh, Rush Union does a really good job. Yeah. Rush Union does a really good job. And I, I think that, you know, when I got my kids into soccer, there wasn't a place for them to go play. There wasn't a Dunwoody soccer club. Um, we were going to the Ashford Dunwoody YMCA where, you know, mm -hmm. Concord was around. I guess that was like the academy program that you could go play at. But even that wasn't close to here. And, right. you know, I, I've just we just absolutely adore Rush Union and that those Brook Run fields. Um, my kids are just now going or my youngest is just now going into academy soccer. And that the whole league has gotten so much better since when was it 2020, I guess it opened during COVID. Yeah. Um, and, you know, more and more kids realize, like, even the better players aren't going to Concord anymore. They're like, oh, I can play down the street in Dunwoody. Right. And, you know, so we're, the, the talent level has definitely just blown up in the last three years. It's been really cool yeah. to watch. And we're, we're hoping to see that trickling effect into the school program. You know, if, our, if we are kind of the, yeah. the feeder program up, you're going to start seeing the, the boys and girls soccer program excel at Dunwoody High School. Because they're going to have those years of yeah, training absolutely. and experience before they even try out for middle school and high school. So just the sports community as a whole is going to improve. Uh, and you see that all over the country where there's a great uh, parks department providing those services at a young age. That's where 
you see those recruits for UGA coming from and from, you know going to yeah. you know, bigger college programs on scholarship and stuff like that. So anywhere we can provide that that service, plus it's just fun. I mean, you know, it's it's awesome to you start developing new communities within that program because I mean, my my oldest played soccer um, all the way through high school uh, around Decatur and. Like you see the same parents every Saturday, every you know if you're traveling, you're seeing them every game, and you start to develop relationships with them and their kids. And my son has friends now; he's 22, and he has friends that like he started you know hanging out with in soccer, and they're still friends now. So yeah. it's, it's a it's bigger than just the sport, and and that's what I want people yeah. to understand. It's like when we build these parks, think about it in terms more of the program that's going to come out of it the community that's going to come out of it and the camaraderie that comes from it, whether it be a concert and you see people that you hang out with there and you look forward to having your families be able to hang out together there, or if it's on the sideline watching soccer or, you know, softball or whatever. Yeah. And that's the game we want to be in. We want to be in that community building game right. uh, with our facilities. So, um, so yeah, it's, it, it's a lot going on. We've got, all the special events, um, like I said, we had Kids to Parks Day last this past Saturday, and had uh, probably over a thousand kids running around the front field at Brook Run. Yeah, it looked like a great turnout. It was nuts. <laughs> they had an awesome time, and uh, so that's a national event that uh, people do all over the country, and it's basically just to get families to come out to parks all over the country, and we do it every year with you know, band and face painting and balloons and giveaways and you know, all the craziness that, that we, we can do to get people to come out. But uh, we were fortunate to have some good weather. Yeah. It didn't rain, which is always a, a concern in May. But um, right. more of that to come, you know, with uh, the concerts and stuff. We also have some classes we're offering. We have boot camps. We have self-defense classes. We have summer camps. Uh, that we're offering now. So the department, as it's growing, is starting to provide more programming through city staff also, uh, not just relying on our partners like the Nature Center to do that. All of our partners offer great camps, so we try to offer stuff that they don't. Um, so yeah. all of our programs are in our uh, Dunwoody Leaf. It's our three times a year seasonal digital magazine we put out, and you can find it on Online, if you go to our Facebook page or Instagram or any of that, for Dunwoody Parks, there's a link there to it. Or just on the city website, the Parks Department. Uh, and it's just a digital magazine. It's got all yeah. of our... There was... Go ahead. There was a lot of stuff on there that I didn't know you guys did. Uh, there, there was skateboarding lessons. Mm -hmm. I thought yeah. that was really cool. I saw that right before we got on. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of there's stuff something in there. for everybody. That's right. So, yeah, we're busy, well, cool. man. Um, so you got grooving on the green, work, working this summer. You've got uh, Veterans Day, I guess, coming up and you know, lots of cool stuff. You guys are doing a really good job. Well, I appreciate it, Matt. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's awesome to see where we are now versus where we were, we were in 2010 when we took over the parks. And, yeah. um, you know, i got a great staff that work really hard. And, um, you know, we just are open to new things too. If there's people out there that would like to see a new program or are interested in providing something, all I got to do is reach out to us and, and we're happy to see if we can accommodate it uh, any way we can. So. Well, cool. 
Well, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. It's always yeah. fun talking with you on or off the podcast. <laughs> I appreciate so, uh, it. Thanks for what you do. And yeah, if you guys have any questions about Parks and Rec, please reach out to Brent because he's very helpful. And um, yeah, appreciate it, man. All right. Thanks. Have a good one, man.